This is Charlie from the Thriving School Community Podcast. I am so excited to be here to talk with you about this. It's fire me up already. So just wanted to let you all know, we've got a lot of resources for you right at our website, thrivingschool.org. There's a lot of really neat things happening for you. I know that's not great. <laughs> it's not really good succinct language there, but listen, just go to the website, check out the events we've got going on. We've got resources. You can sign up and get that. We just want to make sure that we all have what we need to start thriving and start feeling good in education, feel good with our mental health. And that starts with our schools, certainly does at home, but our schools are the next best place because that's where all the kids are showing up. And there's a lot of us showing up there and we need to feel re-energized and that way we can show up better for kids. So today's episode is going to be about powering up what you already have in place. So when you lead a school or a district or a, a program, it's hard to think about revitalizing the whole thing or bringing something completely new in. So let me just give you an idea here for a second. Let me just wrap your head around this. This is a common situation with my student who we'll call Ryan that I think you guys can really understand on a level that reaches everybody in education. All right. So I'm in my classroom and I'm going through my notes, getting ready for my next class to start. All right. I have just a couple of minutes, right? And I look up and I see Ryan. Now, Ryan usually has it all together but I can tell he's off. And I told you about Ryan before, right? And Ryan, he seems like he's suffering. Like he's got more problems that seem to have piled on. Anything that we might've talked about in the past doesn't seem to be working. Ryan seems like he's really struggling more than usual today. Something's happened clearly. But again, I don't have a lot of time to talk to Ryan. So what do I do? Well, if I don't know what to do, what am I going to do? I've told you before, if we don't know what to do, we often do nothing or we keep doing things that weren't working before. So what I've done in the past with Ryan is, hey, why don't you go talk to the school social worker? But he told me that I'm the only one he trusts. Okay, fair. I've, dealt, I've, I've worked with Ryan a lot. I've listened to Ryan. I've taught Ryan since the ninth grade. He's been in my class every single year of his high school career. And it's his senior year, he's ready to graduate. So why Ryan only comes to me makes sense. However, I'm not a therapist as a teacher. I, I don't have a lot of time. I got all these kids, 90 kids, 120. Sometimes people have a lot more than nine. I usually had about 90 kids in a semester, sometimes more, sometimes less. Regardless, there's a lot weighing on us, especially in those quick, intense moment, moments where we have a test. And I know I got to keep Ryan in class. I don't want him missing out on the test because if he does that, number one, it messes me up. Then I have to think about, oh, do I have to adjust the test? Um, and I know that's, we tend to need to do that these days anyway. Uh, or, you know, then I have to send him out. Then I have to deal with that. Then I have to think about it. I need Ryan to stay here. And I don't want him getting more stressed out later because he's missed something. And I don't want him to also feel awkward having to leave class because that's, that's another social piece, especially in the age and different personalities of our kids. So how do we, how do we support a kid like Ryan without doing major program overhauls without making me a therapist? Because I'm just a teacher, right? And, and that we know, and we say it like that, listen, it's actually very valuable. There's no such thing as just a teacher. A teacher wears so many hats. So what we need to understand is those people that are already in place in your school, in your building, in your program, in your district, they are already there and they are rock stars. They're rock stars. Leadership is about 
using the strengths of your people, your systems, your program that you already have that's working well. So we want you to power up what you already have in place. All right. And that way kids like Ryan get the support they need, even when other people aren't available. So I want you to think about that for a second. All right. Other people may not be available. Ryan came to me instead of me not knowing what to do and then doing nothing or doing things in the past that didn't work or dismissing Ryan and making him feel worse. Now I'm going to be equipped to know what to do. So we want you to power up what you already have in place and decide, well, what is already working well? I've already invested in all these other programs. I don't want to do another overhaul. This is working well here. And this is working well here. I want to use those things. My teachers like those things. Good. Do it. It's working. Keep doing that. And then we want to equip the teacher with some more skills and tools to be able to quickly connect with Ryan or if they haven't connected in the past or because Ryan already has that connection, what do you do to help keep Ryan there just for a temporary solution in a way that he's going to feel comfortable? Now, there's a difference, right? There's a difference of a kid who's heavily triggered by something in the environment and you can tell that he's on the edge, right? That's different. And by the way, some teachers and educators and adults don't actually know what that looks like. So I'd love to show you what that looks like versus some kid who may be suicidal, who might be having suicidal thoughts and doesn't know how to express that. Even though Ryan is a senior student, he still may not have the right language to communicate that to you in a way that sets an alarm off to you to do something different. Or And what do you do if he did? What, what would you even do if Ryan did tell you I'm having suicidal thoughts? They never say it like that. I wouldn't say never, but not typically. And what kind of questions would you ask Ryan? What would you do? You've got 30 kids about ready to come into your class. They're going to be loud. They're going to see Ryan. What if Ryan cries? I actually had a, a student who broke down and cried in bawling. I'm not in just a little tears, bawling. And I knew students were about to come in. I want to protect him and his integrity. What do you do? There's a lot that we need to talk about and a lot that we all need to feel like, hey, you know what? If that happened to me, I know exactly what to do. And if I didn't, I still feel confident that there's processes and protocols in place that I could reach out to the right people or do the next step to make sure that everybody feels safe, including the other kids who you don't want to subject them, right? It might harm them. We don't, we want to protect other kids too and ourselves and ourselves because we have a lot going on in our own lives too. So we would like to help teachers know what to do or staff. What about, what if this happens to a younger kid in the lunchroom and you know, you're an adult and you walk by and you're monitoring and you're like, oh my gosh, this kid seems really off. What's going on? What do I do? Well, if you don't know what to do, a lot of times you'll just ignore it and hope somebody else does it. It's true. It happens. It's, that's being a human. We do that. If you are someone who you want to help, you still might reach out, but other people may not be available. And this is a team effort, but we all have to know what to do initially, right? So we're going to power up what we already have in place. We're going to equip educators, adults who work with kids every day with what are some common situations that come up? What do I say? How do I react? What What's the next step? All right. So just think of that. Again, you've got rock star people in your building already. You're going to use the programming that you already have established. You're not doing an overhaul here. You're just equipping people with more knowledge, information, 
uh, time to practice tools and learn skills that they can become proficient in. So they'll all know what to do, and then they'll be able to communicate to the next people in line that they're going to pass the kids off to. All right. It's all part of the whole system. That's about the whole thriving school. It's a whole system that we have to power up. Right. But we're going to use what we already have in place. That's working. And that starts with the people, a lot of great people. We're also going to teach teachers how to be great informants. They're already pretty good at this. They're already pretty good. Why don't we give them some language to communicate over to the social worker that they're going to pass this kid on to because teachers aren't therapists. They're not therapists. We're not going to do the the job of a therapist at school as a teacher. We're not going to do that. We don't want to do that. That's not our role. But how nice would it be if we said, hey, listen, Ryan came to me. He had a really um, important, like there was a shift in affect. I can tell like the patterns have changed. He used to do this, he used to come to class, he was prepared, he would sit down, he was laughing with his friends around him. He'd come and ask me about how things are going, whatever. But that's changed. I noticed that Ryan actually has been absent the last couple of days, which is very much unlike him. He loves this class. He never misses this class. And when he looks at me, he doesn't make eye contact and he's looking down. So his affect has changed. There's a pattern, a behavior pattern change. There's um, I noticed some of the language he was talking about giving some things away to other kids in the class. When I heard him talking before he approached me, it was weird. I, it didn't seem right. And I know that sometimes when kids talk about, or teenagers talk about giving some of their prized possessions away, sometimes that can indicate, you know, suicidal ideation. I don't know, but these are the kinds of things that I've observed. Now imagine how powerful that could be if we're just talking about observations. We are connecting a personal feeling to it because we're concerned, but that's okay. That's normal. And now we're able to share that information with the school social worker who, by the way, has been trained in suicidality. They know what to do. They have a trauma background. They understand something in the environment might have changed. Something at home might have influenced that. Teachers are very good at this too. They, they're very keen and they care about kids, right? So just maybe giving them a little bit more language or understanding that sometimes if a kid is having a panic attack, it may not look very big. Just kind of like when people are drowning, it doesn't always, there's not always splashing around. It can be very silent. So what do we look for? What, do, what are some things that if they're really struggling and it may, may look silent, what might I notice and what might I be able to share? Like just an observation, no judgments around it. Just says, this is what I've seen. This is what I've noticed. That's it. So we just need to give them language because they can be great informants. Any adults that work with kids can be. Teachers spend a lot of times in the classroom over and over seeing, looking for these patterns. They already know. They already know. So we just want them to communicate that a little bit better. And then we want to give them really simple ways to communicate with mental health staff. So think about your protocols right now. If you have a student that somebody has a concern about in their class, what is the process of referring that student? Is there a process? Do you have protocol set up? Are there steps involved? Is it easy? If it's not easy, we're not doing it, right? It's got to be easily accessible. It's got to be accessible everywhere. It has to be communicated everywhere. There's got to be on everybody's desk and everybody's door, on every behind everybody's desk, everywhere. What do I do if? I mean, we certainly know what to do when there's a fire, right? We all know where instinctively we hear the fire drill. 
we've practiced so many times. What happens if we have a kid like Ryan who shows up to us and we're like, wow, something's really off. This time I really want to keep Ryan here, but I don't know. This doesn't seem right to me. I don't know that Ryan needs to stay here right now. I think he needs more support right now. What do I do? Oh my gosh, I don't have time to figure this out. Ryan, just go sit down. Just go sit down. I can't do this right now. Right? We'll talk after class. Well, if Ryan's already at a really sad place and doesn't feel like he has a hope, a lot of hope left and doesn't trust other adults, and there's one more adult who he's trusting and they dismiss him further, that's not good for Ryan. Right? And we carry that too. I mean, we carry guilt too. So we don't want to be dismissive, but what do we do? Well, we need to have a very quick protocol so that we can easily click up on our computer screen or something, something that takes a couple of clicks and off, off that concern goes and it can flag maybe the school social worker or somebody down at the office to come up and pull Ryan out. Something very simple. I know, I know that, that there's more to it than that, but think about your current program and think about what's already working well and what can you do to just level that up? How do we power that up? What's like one or two more things that you could do? Could you make it more accessible? Could you make it a little easier, maybe one or two less questions that you're asking so teachers don't have to sit down and take time out of their day to type out what their concern is? Can you give a checkbox so they just check one, two, three, and off it goes? Just think about that. And then they will refer more often. Only 19% of teachers are actually referring their students down to the school social worker or, or even school counselor right now, or at least in the last couple of years, those numbers might change Hopefully after we start talking about this, we want those numbers up. We want them referring to the professionals, right? But we also need them to be equipped to be able to notice the changes and what uh, decisions to make around that. All right, that's the idea. All right, so give it, give them very simple ways to communicate, make, because they're gonna be great informants if they aren't already. And if they are already, we're gonna level that up a little bit. And we also, again, we do want to keep Ryan in our class if we can. We do want to give Ryan an opportunity to say, hey, listen, I can tell something's off. Um, do you think that maybe you can stay in here and try to try to take that test? You think you'll be able to do that? And then maybe after the after the test, you can come up here and let me know that um, you might need to use the, re the restroom or go down and see someone or, or something, right? We need to be able to have the language or the thought process around what do I do if? So you've got great systems in place. You've got great programs already in place. There are holes because everything is kind of in silos or with our mental health system, we notice all the time that it's just not integrating well. So we wanna give everybody tools so that we can pull it all together to make one cohesive, one cohesive program system that's glued together, right? And so when we're all equipped and we all are already have our, have our strengths and we just level that stuff up, it's going to be awesome. The most important strengths you already have in your building are, are going to come from your staff. You've got great people already positioned in your building and in your district. Use them, use them, empower them up. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this, you all. If you have any questions or comments about that, please share them. Just DM me, go on social media. I'm at Twitter at charliepeck.com. Nope. No, that's a website. That's not, that's not right at all. Um, go to Twitter at charliepeck. I'm so fired up right now. I want this to happen. 
Um, you can also go to thrivingschool.org. We've got a lot of resources there for you all. And there's events coming up. I just want you to check it out. So in the early fall, when school has come back to session, we have um, an educator virtual summit and we just provide you with so many mental health tools there. It's exciting. I can't wait for that to happen. And if that's already passed for you, then we do have a parent summit coming up because listen, parents are a huge piece of the solution to have a thriving school community. We know about the stress spillover. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go listen to the stress spillover. It's super important. And then also kids, kids are going to learn from us. So we need to make sure that they're a part of the solution too. And so you can learn how to pull us all together as a community. So in August, we're going to have the educator summit in October. I believe it's October we're going to do, we're going to have the parent summit. And then in the spring, we're going to bring everybody together in the school community. So if you're excited to do that, it's a free event. We're going to have super, super expert industry, like top industry ex experts in education and mental health coming together to share that with you. We're going to have great speakers. We're going to have great products and stuff to share for free. And then if you would like to be a VIP or if you want to give your staff the VIP experience, oh my goodness, we have a great group package too. So just ask about that. Connect, go to Charlie at Thriving School Community. We've got it all for you. And we just cannot wait to serve you and to help you get started too. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here.